Hey everyone, I know you've heard me speak about microdosing and how much I love it. And I'm talking about microdosing THC. I love it. And that's why I love our sponsor, microdose.com. Microdose gummies are incredible. They deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And when I mean just the right amount of good, I mean in so many situations, anxiety, sleep, focus, pain, relaxation. There are so many different strains and they're really helpful. And I have recommended microdose.com to so many people. And you know what they say to me? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be afraid of microdosing. Go to microdose.com and you'll learn all about microdosing THC. These gummies feel amazing. They taste amazing. I have used them to get me into the zone I need to write. I've used them at night after a stressful day or a stressful show to relax. I have also said to family members, please take a gummy right now. And they've said, oh, good idea. So check it out. Check it out because they're fantastic. And I'm not like a big weed person. I mean, I used to be. And I do enjoy, I do enjoy weed every now and then, but I love, I love these gummies and I take them with me everywhere. So check it out. Don't be afraid. They're all natural. They're fantastic. And you deserve it. So what are you going to do? You're going to do something that is fantastic. You're going to get 30% off your first order. 30% off. That's a lot. Plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Use promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. It's available nationwide. They deliver it to your door. That is microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold for 30% off and free shipping. Do it. Go to microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold. You deserve it. You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. Let's bring her out. The star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. So, um, okay, so you're doing these feature reports, and then do you get fired? No, here's what happened. I uh, went to the Christmas party that year in the Rainbow Room, which uh-huh. I didn't want to go to. Right. So this would have been 2008. Christmas Can party. I just say something yeah. about Christmas parties? Yeah. Like... All the comedy clubs have Christmas parties. It's like, why do I want to go to a comedy club and drink with the people I fucking see every, every you know, day? Like, yeah, don't kiss me. Don't kiss me. Right. Hello. I and it's that. like, it smells. I know. It's gross. And everyone acts drunk and like, it's just like, oh my God, right. I have to see you so much. All right, go ahead. Right. I feel, by the way, the exact same way. Yeah. So I go there and I, I, I wanted to leave. Actually, would have probably been at that point, um, oh, seven. But, but here's what right. happened. I run into a guy from WRNN. 
my first station, right. who is now the head of the taxi TV division. Oh, yes, that little thingy. Yes, so I yes, said, yes. hey, can I be on? He's like, hey, good to see you from r I'm like, okay. And then I, I, he said he's head of NBC everywhere. I'm like, well, I don't know what that is. but The I'm guy, not. he's from Queens. He was on he the was Queens thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. So basically, I was like, can I be on it? He's like, sure. So I had all the real estate in the cabs already. Right. Cut to, so now my, my son is born. This uh, is Primo. Primo is born. And you're with, uh, I want to get into the birth of your sons in a minute, but go ahead. Oh, well, so, but it leads to talk. So what happened was, so I uh, went down to Lafayette, Louisiana, and I was in the room when he was born, and it was awesome. And, I, I, and did you know you were going to, how long did you know you were going to adopt him? Oh, we found out Christmas Eve morning that we got chosen. I mean, the birth mom called us, and uh, and that's what happened. And I was able to actually tell my father-in-law, which uh, was exciting, because then he, he passed. And then, so what? How, when was Primo born? So Primo was born um, April 9th, 2009. So you had four months yep. Yep, to be going. like, yeah, I'm having a baby, I'm having a baby. And it wasn't and, a lot of contact. This was kind of like in a pre-texting, you know, we, right, were, right, we, right. we were like texting your face off then. So, so like, let's do the phone call. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, it was me. Which one am I? You're. Are you you? You're you. No, I would have to be her because. All right. I'll, oh, be, no. I'll be. All right. You be her, and I'll be okay. you. But do it with an accent. Okay. <laughs> with Hello. This, this southern accent. Yeah. What well, doesn't she have an accent? Not really. She all right. Doesn't. Just do her as. All okay. right. Ready? Yeah. Hello. Wait, hold on. No. I'm really busy. Hold on. <laughs> Shut up! Right. I can't take it! Okay, yes. go ahead. It was pretty much like that. Right. Yeah, all right. And then and then she listen, she had this voice that was bright and clear. Okay. And and you know, all the adoption things say, don't ask them how they are, don't right. oh, know, shut keep the fuck it all up. smiling, right? Right. Okay, like, hello. Like we had this like a, a sunshiny what's a smiley face thing that right. you know saying like uh, adopt. So my husband and I call it adoption face now when we try to smile through right. phone calls because they can right. hear you're smiling. Right. Okay. My hello. Husband, my, my husband doesn't say I can't believe we're not even doing the call. Oh. <laughs> because yeah, I need because All right. call, because here's what it well oh fine here's what you, and at what time of day was it was your husband home yes okay okay the call itself and you'd with been the on, birth mother right. happened the day after Christmas because the day before Christmas it was her aunt who called me to say I am spearheading this for my niece you know I we've gotten hundreds and hundreds of applications you're the one or yeah she, wow. she maybe it was like between us and some families oh I have right. I have goosebumps so we got her on the phone. Yeah. In Manhattan, but we were driving down to Eastern Shore of Maryland to see mm-hmm. my my in laws. Mm-hmm. We kept that aunt on the phone for the entire drive. Probably. No way. Yes, she was a hell of a storyteller, and and I'm a reporter, right? So I'm asking her a billion million questions, right, and right, right. Well, I just didn't want to let her get it off right, the phone. Right. And she said, um, "The birth mother is with her family. You know, is with the or she has she had a daughter uh, with her at, for Christmas, but then she goes to see her dad at." after Christmas so that's when the birth mother will call you so what happened was we had a time set up mm-hmm. my husband and I freaking out right freaking out freaking okay. out yeah. I could think of nothing else right you know and then so that the appointed time came and we were each on separate cordless phones mm-hmm. and her voice was clear and I think she said a few like ma'ams and you know it's a, oh. and then my husband who literally hasn't said a word since the 80s right busts out with how do you feel? And at that point, she cried a little, and she said, I am angry that I was put in the position to have to make this choice. Wow. Good for her. It was so brave and right. spot on. I mean, listen, Judy, nobody gives up their kid for adoption because they want to. Right. You know, it's it's really... 
Well, in both of our, our birth mother's cases, they right. each had another child and they knew the heartbreak that goes along with right, it. I mean, right, right, right. How, old, how old was she when she was pregnant? 28, maybe? I mean, wow. she, was a, she, was, she owned her home. She was, wow, you know, that's so awful. It was, it was awful. And yeah. but I'll tell you, when we went down... Well, and, lucky for you, but yeah. This is how I feel about about right this situation, no matter where it happens. You know, I mean, it's... Um, with both of my sons, I had to make a conscious decision to stop thinking about the birth mom right. bec- afterward because I couldn't do the job for which they chose me if I right. was going to be so like, broken hearted yeah, for them over, every second. Yeah. Although, let me just say that... <laughs> This summer, when I was very deep in, I can't believe I lost my job. This is a, because the the show was. Oh, we managed to sorry, get sorry, there. Sorry, sorry, yeah. fuck. Okay, sorry. Wait, can we do so, the phone call, please? But it wasn't. Yeah, okay, fine. But it wasn't like a. Anyway, so it was a long call, but there wasn't a moment. It was so. So by the end, there was never. A, I'm choosing you. It was like decided. It was right. Decided, and 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 then. It, uh, What's the first? Because since you won't role play with me, I, because it's, I don't have a good. It's okay. not a good story in that way. Right. It was so emotional. And right. So was um, she crying? Well, when Mike asked her how she felt, yeah, that's, that's when, when her she... voice broke. And then I'll tell you, I had I got her on the phone the day before New Year's and talked to her for another two hours, and we were just trading stories. I just it was like hearing your baby's heartbeat. Right. I wanted to keep her close to right, me. Right. 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 Um. And frankly, I, I, I'm in touch with her mom, and the mom recently told me that she also suffers from depression. Oh, so my I, God. And by the way, she's quite white, the mom. My, my older son is Cajun. He's very mixed right. up uh, genetically. And so his family would have been really white anyway. You know? Right, and, right. Um, and he doesn't identify as black, interestingly. Wow. And she's quite black. And her, right. But, her, but the, anyway, he's quite light, and he does not consider himself black. That's interesting because most, you know— I mean, I, I'm, and I'm not, I'm, I, I just, like, there's so many uh, African American people who are, who, who don't, who are white or maybe majority white, but they usually identify as black. It'll be interesting as Primo gets older yeah. to see. Well, where because, like, look, you, you go through life and that's all people, you know. It's, he doesn't it's, see it. Right. And that's. Uh, it's so amazing. I just fucking I I have no idea what it's like to be a black person in this world. But I know what it's like to be a Jew and a gay and and a, you know whoever I am, tall and you know not looking like everyone else and I know people stare at me but to fucking walk in a room and be the only person of like it's like really and hard. I I watch TV and I'm like there's no black people on this shit. Like it's like fucking ridiculous. Like I fucking pisses me. All right. So Well, but it, but it, it is fascinating by the way. So my my younger son is very very dark and in Hebrew school we had to switch Hebrew schools this year because he said he didn't want to be the only black person besides the security guard. Wow. And we have black people in our synagogue. Do you import them? No, but I think there a lot of them are um uh, what you call it? Are they Nigerian? There's a whole bunch of Jews in. Where do you go to temple? B'nai Jeshurun, uh, or as wow. my sister calls it, Saint B'nai Jeshurun. Yeah. All right, so um, you're really fancy. You're kind of like a closet. No, fancy. I'm not, dude. B'nai... I, li- I have one bathroom. What the fuck are you talking what? about? Really? I have one bathroom. I live in a thousand square foot apartment. Shut the fuck up. I think a okay. thousand is a lot, right? No. Um, what if you put a porta potty? Okay, so that's a good idea. We go to the neighbors. All right, so 
Um, okay, so all right, so where are we? So, so we're back. So right. your 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 son is born. You're at the birth. We're at the birth, and so you meet. That's the first time you meet the birth mother. No, we were in Louisiana waiting. We're just like waiting, right. and then and she called us finally. She goes, you know. I took all this time off work to have right. this baby, and P.S. that baby's not coming, so right. do you want to hang out? And we didn't even know if we were going to meet her. Like right. we hadn't really. And you, you know, have to like it's up to her. It's not up to the totally adoption up to her. thing. Okay. Was, uh, no, it was um I met her online. It was uh, an independent right. adoption. Right. Oh wow. Yahoo adoption group. That's awesome, isn't it? Yeah. I, so that happened. So then, uh, okay. So we so we start hanging out with her. It was so important because I got to go to her house, see her photographs. Right. I had a visual on a lot of stuff. Right. Right. I met right. Her daughter. You know, the whole thing was great. And actually, the first night we hung out, like at a Chili's or something, or TJ right. Fridays, we talked about Real Housewives of New York the entire. Right. time, which is why I will forever, because there's not a lot of common language, right? And, right. and I hadn't, didn't have a kid, and I didn't know right. mothery things to talk about, and and the show had just kicked off, and I had just happened to do, and the whole country was obsessed, remember? Right. And um, I just happened to meet a few of them at the segment that I did on them, and so she, we talked about it, literally we closed down the restaurant. Right. And that show might be evil, but it also gave me this... Right. Like a common ground. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So that happened. And then, um, and then the morning of the birth, we went into the room and we're just kind of hanging out. And she said, you know, when the baby comes, you can, you can stay. And I hadn't considered it. And, but of course, I'm like, of course. Right, right. This is, I'm embarrassed to tell this story, but it's like this. So she was giving birth. She was getting ready. And so I held her hand. I stood behind her. I held her hand with my right hand and her mom's hand with my left hand. And the mom held my hand in her hand. So we're like a circle behind her. Right. The baby comes out. She didn't want to hold him. You know, it's emotional, right? She actually, she had bad eyesight and she took her glasses off because she just couldn't. Right. Of course. Right. They, he comes out. It's a presentation birth like this, like his fist is in the air, right? Like, like rocket boy. They take him into the other room, and, and they I'm weigh standing. Him, yeah, yeah. But I'm standing there, like, here's this woman who's giving me the ultimate gift, and I've come to love her in this right. short, short time. I want to stay with her, but my son just right. went flying into the next room. Right. So finally, I I don't know what I did. Made small talk for a second, and then I like ran out. And my husband was on the other side of the door, blubbering, crying. And Judy, I realized I didn't, my heart didn't even quicken because I recognized my son. I'd seen him in my mind's eye since I was four years old. Right. And I realized that sounds psycho, but that's really what happened. Right. And when he came, and I'd never even held a baby, by the way. Right. Not a Wow. Baby. Right. Okay. He came in and it was like, here you are. Great. Glad you made it. Let's keep going. Like it was, I was right. ready for him. Right, right, like, right. Like the bus slowed down. Right, he jumped right, right. on, and out we went. And that's really how it was with him. I mean, I we I had a baby in my arms nine months from when I started the process. That's amazing, isn't it? And it was all just like bam, bam, bam. Wow. Oh. So you hold him. Just do you ever bring him back in the room? No. Nope, she didn't want to. But that night we had pizza in her room with her and the family. I mean, it was really. It but was, no baby. No baby. But of course, you know, so we're running back and forth. And then, right. and then, well, we, do you remember like driving away from the hospital with your kid? We yeah. drove away from the hospital. Yeah. And I kept looking around like I was going to get busted right, for right. stealing the baby. Right, or, right, right, you know? right. And then we stayed in this motel in. in um, in Lafayette, Louisiana, where all these oil men stayed. Yeah. And the kid was screaming at night, and I was like, oh my God, we're going to get kicked out. Right. And so the morning after our first night, you know, I'm like, this is it. Yeah. This is man. So it's the manager, and we're like, 
we're so sorry, we're so sorry. And he goes, oh no, we, we wanted to give you this gift from the from the hotel. And it's beer cozies with the name of the hotel. Oh, I, I that's so it. cute. It was so cute. It was so, so cool. Now I know as a gay person with kids, the shit that people have said to me at the airport you know, like, wait, who's the real mother? Oh, yeah. Wait, which one? Is, yeah. Yep. Like I get, oh. uh, you know, and I had to trap. We had to travel with birth certificates, adoption papers, you know, everything yep. to prove. Right. Um, so I can't imagine you're you. You're white. Yep. 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 And you have a newborn black baby. I have a what? newborn black baby. And that's right. Rowan Sandra Bullock had a black baby. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how many times I had to be like. No, 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 I'm not Sandra Bullock, like as if it was the only, you know, multiracial family out there. Uh, But what happened was this, and it was a very crazy thing. My son was born with the name Nicholas. From the time we got on that first plane back from Lafayette, Louisiana, we started getting bumped up to first class. Like, lady with a baby. I mean, people were getting kicked off the flight, you know, because it was overpacked. So I must have started calling him my primo ticket. And now he goes by primo. So that wasn't his birth name? No, he has six birth names. Uh, Nicholas, Joseph, Greenlee, Prashovich, Reyes, something else in Polish. My husband's Polish. Uh, But he goes by Primo because I must have said it somewhere along the way. And now not a single person ever has called him Nicholas. So on his birth certificate doesn't say Primo. Six names, none of which are Primo. That's great. (laughs) crazy? I love that name, though. Primo? Yeah. Me too. Me too. I love it. What's his middle name? Well, his real name is Nicholas Nicholas Ray is my father-in-law. Joseph Greenleaf was my grandpa, my best friend, and, and the cantor. Yeah. And then there are, <laughs> there are two names in parentheses because my husband's like this old blue-blooded right. Polish nobility guy. Yeah. Oh, this is fun. Yeah, I want. I have that in my notes. Oh, okay, right. So yeah. that happened. And then so, but yeah, so he just goes by pre. I mean, that's so funny, right? And then Truman, my little guy, I, I was love, yeah. out of names by, by the time he hit Truman, right? Like there was no more family names. Right. But I was so sick of hearing about all these piece of shit men who were leaving these women and and putting them in the position of having right, to get right, their right, for right. adoption. So I was like, I want a true man. Oh, I like that. That's what happened. And so I told her that on the phone and she was deciding between us and another family and gave I told her the name. Yeah. That was it. We wow. Isn't that crazy? So um <clears throat> so what are you gonna put in the yarmulke at the bar mitzvah for the name? This is a great question. Thank you. Jesus Christ. I, I know, don't know. It's Jesus be... Christ is probably what All right, that's good. Yeah. Jew. <laughs> Jew. All right. Jew. So, okay. So then you, you, and then how, how far, were they two years apart or? Okay. So, uh, they are two years and three quarters because in right. the middle, you know, everyone like says, oh, the two years is the perfect time. Right. right? So, uh, Primo's adoption gets finalized. That day, while we're at Brooklyn Borough Hall, I start the process on the second one. Um, we got adoption scammed. And that bitch is still in prison where what? she belongs. What happened? <laughs> Two reporters in a household. Uh, idiots never looked it up. Met this woman online. No, 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 no. I met her through an adoption person. Like, right. what's in the adoption game? Right. Everyone knows everyone, kind of. Right. And um, she called, she, I met, I was hooked up with her and I always spoke and she was so convincing. We sent her money a couple times, which is not legal, but right. we were, you know, excited. Well, called the hospital to confirm the day that she said she was having a C-section of twins. They'd never heard of her. No way. Way. Fred Armisen was on the show seconds after I found out, and I was like, hey, I'm having, you know, I just had adoption scam. He's like, all right, cool, here's... (laughs) 
No way. It's amazing. What what the hell was he going to say, you know? I know, but it's also like, when you have to perform after like... uh, It was that fast. It was like, I realized what had happened. That kit in your stomach, yeah. Right. And then, hey, da-na-na-na-na-na. Hey everyone, did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? And I'm one of them. You're listening to one of them. Fast Growing Trees has everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever, forever. I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked in my apartment. What was the first thing I did is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but Fast Growing Trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces. But I live in an apartment, and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew, the space looks so much better. And I just had a conversation with Avi. Like, I was like, I missed you. I love having living things here. It's very, very, I don't know, it's made this more of a home. It's the best. And Elisa has some too. And she loves them. And she talks to them too. But she got that from me. Anyway, check out Fast Growing Trees. You need to be around plant life. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code Judy Gold, J U D Y G O L D, at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code Judy Gold at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code Judy Gold. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. How soon after that scam? Well, after that scam, we got chosen by another birth mom upstate who changed her mind after I had spent 48 hours in the NICU with that baby. And on the third day, I walked in with my son. Primo, I was going to introduce him to this baby. I got a call on my cell phone from a lawyer who said, I am so sorry. She changed her mind. No way. That happened. Yeah. But you know what, Judy? I could tell that wasn't my baby. It was a girl. First of all, I knew I was never going to have a girl. Right, right. She was super white. And I just... Okay, fuck her. It All wasn't right. fuck, it not fuck the girl, but fuck the mother. Okay. Somebody did, obviously. All right. Right. So everybody wasn't my baby. So, so how'd like you get Truman? Well, by that point, we did sign up with an agency, and uh, it was coming up on New Year's, and I was standing in the doorway of our mountain house, and there was, like, no signal, but they're like, right. there's a ba- right. baby, baby, you, yeah. <laughs> that was it. So then right. a week, they were closed for a week. So finally, uh, first week of January, we heard from her, and we were down in Oklahoma pretty quickly thereafter, and he was born January 16th. Yesterday was his birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Thank Truman! You. He And he is a true man. That That's guy. That's amazing. I'm afraid he's going to get someone pregnant by looking at them. Oh, no, that's he's cute. Really sexy. Okay, so um, your husband Mike. Yep. 
works for 60 Minutes. He does. He is a producer over right. there. And obviously he's not one of the people who sexually harasses. Only me. A lot of sexual right, harassment. Right, because there's a lot of sexual harassment over there. It's a very tough time right. over there right now. Of course. Um, but Susan Sorensky, uh, who's now taken over, uh-huh. love her. Actually, she, Mike, my husband worked for her when he was at 40 Hours. Oh, okay. And uh, knows her to be a very thoughtful, detailed, and spirited person. Um, I'm just sorry it all kind of went down the way it went down for everyone who was hurt by the things that happened over there. Right. By the way, CBS and NPR, too, right? I mean, NPR. Oh, I know. Like, I couldn't What the hell it. was happening over there? Jesus. I now, can't... you are Polish royalty, apparently. As a matter of fact, I am. That's true. I so what true... is that? And by the way, the Poles ki- killed more Jews than anyone. Take care. But they're making they're making up for it. Yeah. Because now, so uh, I guess my husband's millions of uncles ago, uh, the guy was like a mercenary type and got counted. I don't know what the, you know, got made a count, knighted, Mm -hmm. counted. uh, And thusly, it has passed on, you know, to the generations. But nobody told me until after I was married. Okay. So I'm a countess, a countess. You are a countess. That's great. An actual one. Okay. Now, here's the other thing. Uh, your husband's Polish, yeah. Polish royalty. <laughs> what does his family think of him marrying a Jew? Take care. <laughs> well, if they think anything bad, they haven't said oh, it. Oh, that's to nice. Me. His father, when he was alive, uh, all he really cared about was that we believed in God. Frankly, that was right. it, and we did. And so that happened. And then he got a look at my mom and thought my mom was super hot. So he was like, oh, oh that's she's nice. going to age well. That was so his dad blessed Okay, him. those are really good values. Yeah. Okay, so um, you, we have we have a few things in common. Yeah. I'm a sneakerhead. Oh, you are? Yes. You're kidding. But vintage. Of course, vintage. Like PF Flyers. Yeah. Do you have your favorite pair? Um, I do. And, I, and you know what else I do? Mm. It's horrible. I clean them. You know, like if they get dirty. There's sneaker cleaner, because my kids are really into sneakers, too. But, yeah. Do you remember the shoelaces that were, I just thought of that, that were printed, like, hearts or, like, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We should come out with a line of, like, Jewish one-liners on the fucking shoelaces. That's a great idea. What was that? great idea? Oh, the... I'm I'm doing it. I'm getting all comics to do it. It's so good. Let's do it like a um, uh, fundraiser for ourselves. A fundraiser for ourselves. Yeah, fundraiser for ourselves. Okay, so... Um, for depression. Yeah. We could do a fundraiser for depression. That's a good idea. Right? Every comedian. Do I have to give the fucking money? All right. No. So oh, we have um, it. We have depression. All right. Um, <clears throat> okay, so you have your yeah. favorite pair. I, I love... There's a PF flyer I have that is two-tone. It's brown and black, and it's fucking great. Um, I love my Pumas. I'm a 11, 11 men's. Wow. Yeah. Your dick is... Yeah, I have a huge yeah, cock. Yeah. Um, I love my Pumas because my parents wouldn't let me buy them because they were really expensive when we were kids. Uh, my, I love my Adidas. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Stan Smiths are really in now. I, the Converse are, are much in. better now. Yeah. I have the street ones that are really comfortable, but yeah. they were. Um, I love Jack Purcell's. Love Jack Purcell's. That's my jam. Um, Keds, Pro Keds. I have high top Pro Keds. Do you remember the Keds that, like, I always had the knockoff Keds. Right. Like, they were too expensive. So my right. parents made me get the ones that, like, like roach killers. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, the yeah, yeah. top. Yeah. I always hated that. So I, I now feel like in response to that, I really keep clear of the Keds. Right. Because it, 
it brings back awful memories. Right, of not right. Being able to be stylish. No, I like the pro codes. Yeah, me too. Um, so, what's your favorite? Uh, my Puma. Well, I have these Adidas. Mm-hmm. No, hold on. Sorry, I have these Nike high tops that uh, are sort of a red, gold, and green, like a little right. bit of takeoff, like a Rasta thing. Right. Um, with like. Yeah, so I think those. I think Nike high tops. But really what I wear every day now is Vans. You know, I I was, have been looking at the Vans because yeah. everyone has them. Everyone. And I'm like, I don't want to get Vans because everyone has them. But then I'm like, do I like them? I think it was like, like for me, they had that classic punk rock uh, right. ska thing. But I, I'm like the 60s and 70s. That's this kind of sneakers I, I, I get I would think into. Puma for you. If I, if I, I love look, Puma. Yeah. Look, what does your sneaker choice say about you? I mean, we can't be the only person who's had yeah. this conversation, but I feel that like it does say something about you. So right. for me, I think with that California moment when I kind of came right. into my fashion self. Yeah. Obviously not so into it. Okay. But the point being, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Vans in my heart right now. Okay. Now, you... Uh, you created Talk Stoop, which ended up in all the cabs and on NBC after SNL. Yep. Um, and how many years did you do that for? Uh, nine years. Nine years. And I was a guest on it. And we hung up my mezuzah. Yes. That day. I, I know. And on my stoop. Yes. I loved so it. Awesome. It was so great. And I was a huge fan of your And remember my agent never told me that you wanted me on the show? Yes. Why was that? That fucking pissed me off. Fuck them. Are they still okay. your agent? No. I may. So um, you do this show uh, for nine years. Yep. Guests are run the gamut. Run the fucking gamut. Like yep. major. Like uh, it was, Isn't that crazy? Yes. And best guest. Best guest. Or be, not best guest, but you. like, be, shut up. The best, it, you know, like the best I interview. I mean, there are, God, there's so yeah, many yeah, yeah, that yeah. I can't believe. Right. Like, but, uh, this is so. This says a little something about right. who you're talking to right now. How lose? What a person. Where right. I am, Ed Asner. When Ed, Asner, you made out with Ed Asner. I did. Yes, I did. Yes. Uh, so Ed Asner and then Sting being able wow. to sing with Sting. Yeah. I was, was not Jewish. Sorry, I just not said, Jewish. Yeah. yeah. But, but it, was, it was like really one of the. But isn't that funny that those are the two that I'm like I've arrived. Ed right. Asner was the first Ed thing. Asner. Fucking amazing. Oh God. Now Brooke Shields. Oh. I love. She's I, the nicest the person. Nicest. nicest. She gave me a piece of advice that that I, mean, I love. This, yes, oh, you know it's yes. So I asked her how she stayed so relevant, and she said, "You go where the water's warm." Right. Now, here's what's amazing. I never took anybody's wisdom right. for myself. I always thought of myself as a channel to get right. it out to the world. So I used to tell her story all the time. It wasn't until like a couple months ago when I'm like, "Gosh, should I do my career. What is going on? I'm you know what." Right. And then I remember what she said. Go where the water's warm. Right. Which, of course, I'm like, maybe I should move to Puerto Rico. Right, right. <laughs> but, it, but it was a, such a smart thing to say. And I tell people all the time. And everybody's like, oh, he, right. You don't. Yeah. Who loves you? Who's giving you an opportunity? Right. Go there. Right. Stop fighting to be where you're not. Right. Exactly. Um, I love that girl. Yeah. Um, so also, what happened? Someone was on a uh, big producer who, like, called you sweetheart. Tony Robbins called me honey. No way. Way. And we got into it. We got into a fight. Good. He, it was his second time on the show. Listen, I happened to really enjoy Tony. I, right. He brought it. He was funny. He didn't care. Right. The dog is all over him. Right. I spilled coffee. Steve. Yeah. yeah, Steve. Right. And he rolled with it, you know? And uh, so, but he called me honey. And I was not having it because we're talking about some financial shit. And I was like, when you're sitting in a room with, you know, Jeff Bezos, you call right. him honey? Right. Or sweetheart. You know, he was trying to, he was trying to put me in my place. But the truth was, I still believe in what I was saying. And he, I, and we fought. It's so annoying. It's like, don't call me honey. <gasps> honey. 
right? Don't I mean, fucking call me sweetheart and don't call me honey or doll. Right. You know, I'm not fucking, I'm not, yeah. Right. But, but I will say this, that with, even with that, I felt like Tony approached me with a lot of respect right. throughout our meetings. You know, he was always, right. um, Joel, a lot of people, frankly, that you would not necessarily, I don't know, maybe just wouldn't think it through, but everyone right. was really uh, great to me on that show. I have to say, and except, for my, except for NBC when they fired me. Right. So they fired you, even though you created this fucking show. Correct. And they fired you, um, you were in a clinical depression. Yep. And you had told people, I'm not well, I'm not well. We lost a friend to brain cancer. It's a, there's always a trigger, you know? Well, th- that's what it was. You know, my husband always says that this detail isn't important, but I always say, you know, he wasn't one of my best friends. He was one of my husband's best friends. Right. But it, it's something about it, Judy. It was like right. you tri- the Jenga yeah. piece that came out. Right. And so what I did was I sort of retreated up to the mountains. We have a house up there. I wore the same fluffy pink, it wasn't fluffy at the end, footy pajama suit. Right. My husband is a saint for washing our kids during that time. Right. Chris, I don't remember anything. It was like that dark, you know? Yeah. And, I, and then it hit me of like, cat. You have spent most of your life building a moat around yourself because feeling hurts. Right. And I realized I had been this bulldozer from the time, you know, from my first depression. I had just kind of, yeah, I sort of shut off. Right. And put on that happy face. Put on that happy face. But, you know, I always knew that I was not being a good wife, that I was not as close to my kids as I could be, that I didn't have the close friendships I knew could exist because my heart was behind uh, walls of of steel. Right, right. But everyone would say, you're you're this, you're a bulldozer, you're always, you know, you bring full force to everything. Because I did in order not to feel. Right. Right. Because, you you know, that's that's a way of just deflecting from, you know. And, And asking the questions so I don't have to answer them. Right. So there I am, upstate, and when this all hits me one day of like, oh my God, now I'm actually feeling... And I was about to come back to New York and, like, start anew and then got fired while that was happening. And you had no idea? No idea. No idea. I got... Did you get... um, Did you go back into a depression? Yeah. I I was... I went into my basement and where there are no windows and thought, how am I ever going to leave. I mean, you fucking created this show. It was born the same week my son was born. Ugh. So and the other thing is that's annoying, they recast it. I, yeah, you know, here. so here's the real So deal. did they own it? Yeah, so what happened was, I came up with it and frankly, I always say this, it, it hit me on the head. The idea for Talk Stupid hit me on the head. I, right. It's not something that I, I right, brainstormed right. and blah, blah, blah. It's like, I, it hit me on the head of a morning, I was shooting by that afternoon. Okay, so... Very quickly after we started, because I was already in the cabs, we I knew that this was a hit. And so I met with my boss and I was like, hey, so this is a hit. What can I do to have sort of a stake in it? You know, and she said, frankly, nothing. You know, I'm sorry. Here's the deal. I right. work for NBC. So I always knew that still efforted to, you know, build bigger partnerships with right, us and right, USA, right. the whole thing. So, but I always knew that it wasn't mine. Right. And it's also, you don't, you don't think anyone's going to fucking do that to you. Right. Well, they also said it's yours. It's yours. It's yours. Oh, I hate when they do, do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, this is yours. You're here. You know, we love you. That's like the right. kiss of death. Four Emmys later. Yeah. A show that yes, that's right. my name. Right. Um, anyway, it, but 
as we were talking about before we got started, this year of horrors has been the most instructive. Right. Year. And I will say this too, and it's going to sound like it's not real, but like the truth is, this situation that I'm in is just another situation. Right. I have been happy in my life. I've been sad in my life. I have been broke. I have been flush. Right. I have been single. I've been, and it's basically. All the, all the same. It's just sort of how you choose to show right. up for it's it. It's just and like, it. and also you have to. There's a book called Radical Acceptance, and that's a real part of depression. Is like, first of all, identifying the fact that the shit in your head you're you're creating. Yes, and there's <sighs> but there's other shit that you have to you have to accept, like. You don't have a job right now. Right. They fucking screwed you over. Right. You know, blah, blah, blah. But you're going to you're going to come out of this and you're going to be better for it. You know, like and yes. you know more. You're going to protect yourself next time. Yeah. You know, and yes. it's and, and I know because I had I was getting into a bad depression in December and uh, it was horrible. And. I, you know, I wake up when I have, dep- I have diurnal depression, as I told you before, which is during the day, I'm, I can't function. And then the sun goes down and I f- feel lifted. So what is it? What's behind that? I never actually heard it's about your, that. um, I guess it's your clock. Like, uh, William Stryon had nocturnal depression. A lot, most people have nocturnal right. where they can't sleep. Blah, blah, blah. So anyway, um, and I realized that I've always felt like that. I've always like, I wake up, I'm like, fuck, yeah. you know, and since I'm a kid, like, like, uh, and then at nighttime, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. And, you know, I reached out to people this past, you know, in December. And I also, even though I was waking up in my panic crying mode, I could get out of bed. Like, before I couldn't do anything. I couldn't even talk. Right. But I'm, I'm better, you know, the CBT therapy and stuff like that has given me tools, even though I still have those horrible thoughts. And it's just, you know, each time is a different episode. Do you mind if I ask you what your most useful tool is? Meditation. Um, and I think uh, an exercise is really important. Yeah. But how do you get up out the bed to do it? Um, I do this thing and I do it every morning where when I wake up, I, I uh, do like this creative visualization of what I'm going to do. I'm going to go in the bathroom. I'm going to pee. I'm going to brush my teeth. Then I have to plan out step by step, step by step that I have a purpose. You know what I mean? I do, but I find it, this to me is exactly the problem is taking that first step. I have spent weeks in bed. Yeah, it's the worst. I'm so embarrassed by it. I've seen every frame Don't of television. Don't be embarrassed. Ever. Well, you know what, though? Here, But here's where I am now for... Where are we now? So I'm like, what am I, 14 months into this thing? I experienced a huge forest fire in my life. Right. Every relationship, every everything changed. And I saw some ugly things, mostly that rhyme with everyone's afraid. Right. Right. So fine. All of that said, I now realize that I have to start getting out of bed. Every day, like enough. Right. I've given myself to, a bit yeah. too much leeway. Right. And, I gotta get and it's like bed. a choice. That's a choice. So you yes. have to say, even though this sucks, just fucking do it. Just fucking do it. Right. Instead of laying here looking at the beach now, right. I, I get, get up. up. Just get up. Just in, do it. Sometimes it's the fucking worst thing in the entire world, but you yes. have to do it. You have to do it. And that, that is literally what I just came to last week. Right. Of get up and out the door. Right. I come right back in. Like you have to go outside. I've, I've gone days without 
about going outside, and I'm like, oh my god, days, yeah, literally weeks, yeah, weeks. Horrible. So yeah. So but we it, love you, everyone with depression. We love you. We love you, and I just want to say too that like it's um, I I am. I've always thought it's BS. People say, oh, I'm so grateful for the hardships. Yeah, like, yeah. But I am grateful for this one in a huge way. Because, because yeah, even though I kind of don't, I kind of believe everything happens for a reason. And sometimes I don't believe everything, but I'm with you. But you that. learn something. You sometimes you create the reason afterward, right? You know what I mean. Like yeah. I would like to think that God is not sitting around worrying about the minutia of my life, right? That said, after a thing happens, yes, we need some divine intervention, and right. hopefully that was part of the plan. But also, uh, we interpret what the thing meant in our lives. Right. You know, I, I, that's what I believe is that the re- you you ascribe the reason to it. Right. Is ascribe a word? But I yes, no. and I but I also feel sometimes I go back. This is something I do, where I go back to when it was good, yeah. and I'm like, "You're such an idiot. You thought this was gonna, you know what I mean? Like I punish myself, my old self. Like you yeah. fucking stupid idiot. I can't believe how dumb you were that you thought that you know everything was gonna be okay. You know, <laughs> I do. It's uh, like you just it's such a fucking crapshoot in your head. I know. I am so over my head. By the way, you know what it felt like last night to me? I felt like there was like a little person with fists like punching yeah. from my brain to yeah. my skull you know I'm so over my own thoughts by the way that's the other reason why I'd like to get up and out of my house and sort of back on a regular schedule is because I am so sick of my story I'm sick of my right thoughts. it gets more it's blah. like alright I'm done yeah well, I was I went out with a bunch of comics last weekend and one of the comics looks at me and goes oh my god you're so in your head all the time aren't you and I'm like oh my god it's so obvious that why did they say he's that because like, he was like oh you did a really great job I'm like it was okay and he's like what are you talking about and I was like well you know it's just ugh, it's and it's all I don't know I you know they say pessimism People who are pessimistic are really optimistic because they're uh, pragmatic. They know what is right. So and they're like they're just preparing themselves. But also they if you if you're a pessimist, but you keep trying, then you have to feel that there's some optimism or you wouldn't fucking be motivated. A hundred percent. Yeah. And and then the so-called optimists are the ones that disappoint every second. Right. Who are like and like the people who are like, oh, my God, every day is a gift. And and like, um, I just I want to punch their face in. But. Because I want to go, no, it's not. You know something shitty's going to happen in, like, the next week, you know? <laughs> Wait, but then, but it's, what are you going to do but it's with like, it? I know. And then like, you, you have to be in the moment and be like, Ugh. you have to remind. It's, like, so much fucking head work and thinking and no. fucking annoying. Well, so I've been, by the way, also meditating. and um, So good. <laughs> my teacher said to me yesterday, she's like, huh, and she's so funny. She's Asian. I mean, very, yeah. she's helped me. So much. Asia. Yesterday, though, her, Israel. Yeah. <laughs> but her thing yesterday was like, and anyway, who cares? Like, that's sort of like where right. she ended up on everything. All right, so, is it TM? No, I did right. that with Bob Roth. And I, I want it. Can you t- yes. can you introduce me to him? Of course. Because I love you. Because I really want to do that. And I can't get a, I can't get to Bob Roth. Really? Yeah. He will love it. You know how I met him? Is he just like wrote me a fan letter? Not a, just, you know, I really like what you do, Cat Greenleaf. And so I called did him. Did you have to pay? No. Yeah, that's what I want. I don't want to have to pay. He also taught it to my kids, by the way. He's oh, God, I have to go to him. Can I tell you a funny story about him? Yeah, and, and then, and then we have this. to hang up soon. Okay. Right, <laughs> so so I'm at a um, 
a benefit for the, right. his TM thing. And it was great. I ran to Ben Vereen, who I love. Oh, my God. I love him. He was an early adopter of Talk Stoop. I oh, love, love and him. And he wore his Converse, like, as an homage. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, okay, so I run into him, blah, blah, blah. So Bob gets up there. He's now, it's his big moment. He's right. interviewing uh, Mary, um, the other woman, the, uh, Mary from Weeds. The actress. Oh, um, Mary Stuart Masterson. No, 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 the other one. Who else? Was? Mary Louise Parker. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay, fine. So her and then uh, and Tom Hanks is up there, and so Bob is like, now this is his moment. He's te- he's doing the interview, and suddenly he gets a gusher nosebleed. No way. In the middle. So he gets up and runs backstage and like nobody knew what to do and so I was kind of moments from like running up there. being Right, to help. Yeah. Yeah. And then Tom Hanks picked up the mic and killed it and was awesome. Wow. And I was like, good, you know, good for him. He really was like showing support. Right. And Bob, I laughed it off and I told him I have hosted Probably a thousand of these things in my career, you know, and I don't remember a single one. This I will never forget. That's amazing. I had so much respect for him after that moment and still do. You know, he's a great guy and he'll wonder. He has a very similar background to ours. Okay. Will you please? Your mother has a website where she talks about how much she hated being a mother. Yeah. So it's... (laughs) It's a, uh, well, so here's the thing. It's uh, about being a parent to grown offspring. Mm-hmm. And she claims it's not personal, except that I am the grown offspring. So it's not a very comfortable so she's thing ta- Is she not talking about your adopted sister? I believe she talks about all of us. And right. she also, by the way, brings in other people's uh, Soros. stories. But uh, here's the thing. So I have never been on the Soros. site. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been on the site. Just like when you mentioned earlier that they recast Talk Stoop. I don't right. know anything about it because I have not been in the cab. I have not watched. Well, I just I only I know never... because because um, I was looking. Yeah. You know, I was doing work. Look, everybody I knows. But, but I don't know if they... If they, I haven't seen it at all. People have seen it and sending pictures, and I, as soon as I sort of like, like who glanced, the fuck would send you a picture of that? Everybody thinks they're being kind, and fuck. I've had to say, right? I've had to say, listen, no, all, yeah, no, you know, and listen, I don't know the person who took over, but I will tell you, I wish that person only good things. Right. This is a, a beautiful garden that I right. created that I really would hate to think right. of it not. Going what would well. you do if that she contacted said, you? Well. I, so, I, I, like, would, I want to I, thank you, and well, that would be per, very poor taste because I want to thank you for going into depression and, and getting fired and right. letting me no for raise creating your the child. Show. All right, but, yeah, but I just ahead. want to say this one last thing about it is that I always thought of Talk Stoop as my child, and this summer I was standing on the shores of the Atlantic, thinking, feeling so bad and, and so terrible about it, and then I realized that the courageous women who made an adoption plan and chose us to right. raise their children. Right. When I, I just, like, my knees just went weak even thinking yeah. about this. Imagine how they felt. Right. Uh, you know, like, someone always has it worse than you. Right. And and while Talk Stoop is, has always felt like my work child, right. and by the way, I think you have, a child doesn't necessarily have to be a person. You know what I mean? Some right. People, but and, also, can I say something? Your kids are what? Six? Uh, seven and almost ten. Seven and ten. This, These 
like you're never going to get this time back and it goes so fast so and fast. I'm telling you right now it's a blessing in disguise I'm not kidding no, you're because right. you know I came back to New York from LA and my my manager and uh, was so mad at me when when Henry was born and I think back to everything I gave up to to I would not, I would never, I would not give it away for anything. I, for the money I could have had on a sitcom, whatever. Right. Uh, that time, like you are going to be so happy. Absolutely. Listen, but here, but I'm can now tell this to you because I'm, I'm so embarrassed to admit it. Otherwise, I just this week told my kids I was no longer doing talks. Wow. I was so afraid that they, they would. They don't care. They don't care. Except that, listen. People know who I am, and we get a lot of love for the right. show. And so, I—they've never had a life without right. Talk Stoop in it. And so, I was afraid that they'd be angry at me. Um, oh my God! No, they love you. They don't care. They did not care. <laughs> they didn't care. They're like probably like, yay, more time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, I, and now you can come to this. Now you can come to that. I mean, seriously. Yep. And it, but I, yeah. So it's. Oh, what a year. I mean, and also when I used to travel, Henry used to be like, why can't you have a regular job like everyone else? And now uh, he lives with me now. Uh, he's 22. Yes. And um, he wouldn't live with me in high school. And, he, and I was so upset. And I found out I thought he hated me. And it was because his other mother worked so much that when he got home from school, no one was there. And she has a balcony and he could smoke pot with his friends. OK, so um, very reasonable. human being. Right. So. All right. Uh, well, I asked my I always ask my my guests two questions. One, you already answered because I asked them if they're on antidepressants because we're very, you know, yeah. what's your cocktail now? Well, I'll tell you now I'm not on any. Uh, what? How is that? It's pretty great. It's pretty great. So here's what I realize is my main my main uh, yeah. hang up. It's the ADD. I wasn't diagnosed ever as a kid. Right. And I it's it. the worst. The worst. And right. so a lot of people say, oh, Adderall, it's like a poor man's coat. Right. But I'll tell you this, not for me. For right. me, it just allows my head to go straight. Right. It's the only thing. Only. Yeah, I wanted Adderall, but she said, no, Ritalin's better. I mean, Ritalin sounds to me like the vapors, like it was right a now. million years ago. I'm like, ago. can I do Adderall? And she's like, a very low dose of Ritalin. And it's like... Uh, do you like it? I do. I, I really wanted to try Adderall, though. Oh. Well, but... I, I think that's all I fucking need too. But then I went, I life. got on the Paxil and okay, I'm not crying and every morning whatever works right because I also I find my my depression is very situational right I mean, there I was it was awful and then it got but my awful anxiety is so bad so I definitely need something to stop the zzz. that's always in my head zzz. like I can't even do a, a like a, a like washing the dishes like I can't even focus on washing the dishes because I'm just like you have to do this and you need to do that and you're and you're done and, you're dead, and, you're blah, blah, blah. and then you know I'd leave something here and I'd say shut up shut, like, up, shut the right. fuck up shut the fuck up I know isn't it something why yeah. why Jews uh, Jews intermarriage um <laughs> <laughs> what we you kind of started telling me this but what pisses you off the most i mean on which front everything so here's the thing uh, here it is ready the herd mentality that has overtaken oh. this country when somebody anybody i don't care if it's your grandmother right. or or a comedian who's really well known here's the deal when somebody might post on whatever right hey i think x y or z 
And then they get like virtually right. stoned to death. Right. And then they take it down and they apologize. Right. I and where can't. are the balls? Where are your balls, America? And I, by the way, I mean this on either side. Let's be brave and have real conversations. Let's allow people but to also, think. Right. And also, all these people have a fucking platform who don't need a platform. And stop apologizing. Stop, stop apologizing. apologizing. God damn it. Stop it, you Wait. fucking asshole. Well, fuck you. Goddamn son of a bitch. Which is why, you know, listen. <laughs> this, this gets me more than anything. Right. And now here's what's been very interesting for me as look, a Jewish of a certain age. Like, we're all liberal, right. we're all garden variety. When I would be in a position of just posing a question of, well, maybe there could be this outcome or maybe. Right. And people I know and know to be well-educated and I respect them and all the things. No, no, they're instant no's and I look like this right winger almost. Right, 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 right. Because I'm also not apologizing if I have a thought. So I have become, like, remember when we were at the Friars Club mm-hmm. and Gloria Allred's daughter was not into one of the things I right. was saying because I was like, well, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. And she didn't think so. My husband went ahead and agreed with her because he didn't want to look like he had the crazy wife. And oh, that that's so disloyal. Thing, you know, he and I have talked about it a lot right. about because it comes up all the time. I'm never going to change his mind on this. I'm never going to change anyone's mind. But frankly, I think I'm a boring friend now because I'm always like, yeah, I see your point, but it could also be this other thing. Right, 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 right. So I don't have that. Like, But it was a friar's roast. Tony, I mean, whatever. By the way, you were fucking hilarious that night. I loved that night. I loved it. That was fun, yeah. Wasn't it fun? Are you a friar yet? So funny you ask. I just wrote back to Anthony. What's his nuts? I was like... Hey, I remember I got you my my application. Yeah. Do you still want me at it? And Wait, I thought I was one of you your sponsors. You were supposed to sponsor me. Yeah, okay. I meant to ask you, did you blackball me? No, I want to sponsor you. Okay, well, I'm going in next week. All right. So to be, I mean, I don't know how it goes. But anyway. Oh, God, you're going to fucking, they're, they're, okay. yeah. <laughs> it's like you're going to yeah. have to just like pay the money. Yeah. But so so what pisses me off is um, the balls of America and the fact that nobody that I know well is in the mood to think about what we're going to do about this shit show that has become our country. It's all like, let's yell at the other side. But Yeah, no, it's us versus them. It's us versus them, which gets you, by the way, nowhere. Right, exactly. So, so that's what bothers me, is that I feel well, like Newt we Well, Newt Gingrich started that bullshit when he said, when he said, I'm not going to pass anything Clinton. You know, he started the whole fucking bullshit. I mean, it, it, it makes me so ill. I'm so embarrassed. Right, it's, it's you know, <laughs> especially when I'm, in, I'm doing clubs and like there's people from like Australia or Ireland or and I'm like, we, we hate them. Just yeah, yeah. go back. We fucking hate that motherfucker. <laughs> we also hate them. Yeah. So, so, so I agree with you on stop apologizing. Stop apologizing. Own up to what you said. You know, yeah. it's it, well. How about this? Oh, I said something terrible on Twitter many years ago, or someone says I said that. Let I didn't really say that. That couldn't have been me. Let right, me right. let me get do an investigation and see if right. I was hacked. No, you weren't hacked. You were homophobic. Right. You said it. So say you're sorry. Right. Right. And, and just move on. move on. But it's gonna and also it's gonna come up like the Kevin Hart thing. Yes. Like don't act like I would apologize. Just sorry you said something you're really famous there's shit you're gonna have to deal with and that's one of them say you know what I did say that and I was wrong and I'm really sorry and and I don't care if you have to say it 5,000 times you make 8 billion dollars a year you're a big role model a big role model so you know when people see that bit and say I'm gonna break the doll over my kid's head you know and you then read about a suicide or you know whatever um, sorry, 
You're yeah. going to have, it's going to come up it's and you have up. to deal with it. This is one thing, by the way, about getting fired in public and and being a public, uh, a public face of depression right. and alcoholism and all the things. It's all out there now. Do you know what I mean? And I don't like it and I don't wish this on anybody, but I don't also have to pretend that I haven't gone through some of life's actual trials uh, because everybody knows. Like, right. Everybody knows. Everyone knows. And it's, I know that's the hard part about being. Um... Yeah. Everybody knows. And I, and by the way, even as I say that to you, my stomach just like turned. Yeah, I, Don't I, worry about it. You're going to fucking, you're going to come out so. Okay. And it is what it is. You know what I mean? I'm here. Listen, yeah. I'm finally on your podcast. Yeah. I'm so happy. I get out. Um, well, I, you know, I had mostly comics on and then I was like, you know, then I was like, Laura, can you get me cat? All right. Um, I, I sell. cannot thank you enough. Where can people find you? Are you on social media? Even I though am. you hate it? I am. I'm at, I guess I'm at Cat Greenleaf, but my husband at Cat Greenleaf. Yeah. C A T R G R E E N L E A F. That's exactly me. how it sounds. And catgreenleaf.com. And listen, reach out. Hit me up. What do the yeah. kids say? Think, uh, tweet, tweet me. I don't know. They say, you know, Snapchat me. It's fucking oh, ridiculous. Right. I can't I'm even so figure old. it like, out. Send me a send me a, a message in a bottle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you're the best. You're the best. Um, something great's gonna happen this year for you. It already has, Judy Cole. Oh. Sitting here with oh, you. Oh god damn it! I'm gonna vomit. I'll give you two Adderall for one Ritalin, so we can. What do you think? Oh, I don't have my Ritalin with Shit. me. I can't believe you wouldn't just give me an Adderall. You're no, such I, an asshole. No, I don't want. It. It. I don't want it. I, All right. I love you. I love you. And as we always say, so long! So long. And uh, everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. So long.